Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Shade, it's Tuesday. Aaron here. I've got my doctor baby girl, Mary Payne, with me, my goddess, my bunkie, my sister wife for life. <laughs> She's ready to talk about 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days. It is season five, episode five. Let's see, what is the title here? False Starts and Promises. Again, I want the old 80s tunes as our as our title cards for these, but yeah. oh well. We can we can only wish. So, Dr. Baby Girl, how are you doing today? How are you feeling? What's going on? What's new? Well, let's see. Uh, we have a arrival date of our new puppy, and it's going to be Wednesday. I'm so excited for um, you, new puppy. No. So we've been, um, you know, because I, I, my husband, you know, had COVID, and then uh, I had COVID, and before that, my son had COVID. Then we tried to get my daughter back to college, and then our refrigerator broke, and then I got diverticulitis. So I haven't had a lot of time to research what to do with a new puppy. I mean, we've had a dog, but yeah, I've never had two together. So mm-hmm. even like as a kid, we never had two dogs. I mean, you know, so um, you take them to a neutral location, which is a park, you know, right here, and then you let them meet between a fence. So that they sniff each other and, and, and the dog trainer and the dog walker was like, eh, sometimes that really applies more for older dogs that are established or whatever. But this, in this case, you know, yeah. just let them, let them sniff through the fence and then you bring them around the fence and they meet off leash because if they're on leash, they, they're more aggressive when they're on leash, I guess, probably because they're trying to, I don't. I don't pull at their leashes. I don't yeah. know. I, I gotta tell you, I've I've never had two dogs at once. I've had multiple cats um, mm-hmm. at once. Both, you know, cat sitting for other people when we had cats, or we just always had two cats. Um, and when we got the second one, I went to my vet and I was like, okay, should I have them? You know, this is when I just had the one. We were getting the second one. I'm like, should I have them meet through the door, like it says to do in my research as well? Yes, I've seen that about like, cats too. Meet through the door. Through the yes. door. And then, you know, meet in a neutral location and da da da. And <clears throat> sorry, baby girl Lisa, throat clearing. I hear and you. He w- and he said to me, and I will never forget this, he goes, you know, and he was trying to be nice about it, but it was <laughs> savage. Because, you know, we really as humans don't need to take out all of our human neuroses on our animals. We can just <laughs> let them go. Oh and I was God. like, excuse you. And I was so grateful he told me that because we did just like let him go and they were fine. Like he goes, you know, animals will figure it out. <laughs> well, I think, yes, my, my vet, says, my vet says this same kind of thing. They're like, you don't need to get the super expensive, you know, milk bones are fine, but uh, it's just like an old school doctor. But what 
the the at three like humans I talked to other than all the the articles I read and by all I mean like in the last forty eight hours because I was not prepared um is that if they meet a neutral tear and this all this happens within like thirty minutes I'm not talking about making a day of it I mean like have them meet and then have them come around <laughs> play with each other and then literally go in the car together and one school of thought was have have the new puppy already in the house blah 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 and all the people I talked to were like no. Just put them in the car together, drive them home together. Violet will be like, who's this bitch? And then you go in the car. <laughs> Literally. And Violet will already know that there's like a pen set up for this new dog. So she'll be like, oh, now I get it. And, th- and they said the most important thing, the most important thing, the one tip is don't take anything away from Violet. Like don't cordon off a part of the house that normally she gets to go in or make new rules for her because of the dog. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm. Well, then we've already okay. got that. Then we're good. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I say just do like Gino and Jasmine, let let each other sniff each other's butts and they'll be fine. You know? Oh my God. They those, will be those fine. Two. Those two. Those you know, two. she is, she is really a beautiful woman. Oh, she is gorgeous. I yeah. could look at her all day. I mean, she Damn. is made for TV for sure. And she is so crazy. But what's wrong with me that I thoroughly enjoy watching her? Like, I get excited when she comes on screen. I'm like, what's she going to do? What kind of crazy shit is she going to do? I do too. I, I So far, I've enjoyed her completely and I've enjoyed her crazy. But the whole uh, abuse of the hairdressing assistant, I did not enjoy that story. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, girl. <laughs> I don't mind if you were mean to Gino, but not that girl. Oh, goodness. Her telling it, though, when she was laughing, like crying, screaming, she was like, (laughs) I'm like, you are straight up crazy and in the most watchable way ever. I was like, did she burn her hair? Like, like, did a whole chunk of it come off? Or did she just, like, get the straightening iron too, you know? Or sometimes when they're drying your hair, they get too close to your scalp and it burns. Yeah. Is it like that? Or was she made it sound like... Either way, it's not good. She should not have grabbed that woman by the hair and headbutted her, basically. That's what it sounded she like. Was, I thought I was going to kill her. <laughs> wow. Shit, girl. Wow. wow. I know. Wow. I was like, did she do you dirty like Mama Erin did me dirty in the high school? Remember that story? Burning off my whole front row of bangs with the Ogilvy home perm. Oh, roller. I was going to say, I, I know it's a home. It's definitely got to be a home perm story. We all have those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The whole front row. I had no claw. I had no, and girls of the 80s and 90s, you you know what I'm talking about. I had no claw. It was, it was very difficult 10th grade year. I'll just say that. Very difficult. Were you trying to bring back headscarves? I was like, (laughs) I did, I did not know about that yet. I was not aware of the future that Darce and Stace would bring to us with the headscarves. Yeah, that would have been perfect. Speaking of Darce and Stace, they premiered Mm -hmm. last night, Monday night. Um, Sure did. What a treat. What a treat uh, the the daughters were on. We won't talk about it now because we're going to talk about it on Hey Bunky this week. That's the uh, Patreon that goes under Pink Shade Bunkies, the only Patreon we have now. If you sign up under the $5 level or above Andre's Rage, you will get those recaps. Darcy and Stacy. we're going to be talking about the single life as well. And then on the Pink Shade Patreon, which is moved over to something called Sonia's toaster oven that's the five dollar level for that kind of content yeah it's all under pink shade bunkies guys um we're going to be talking about the project runway housewives crossover from last week which was amazing amazing skylar watched it with me 
You see that guy's from Jackson, Mississippi. That guy's from Jackson, Mississippi. I know. And I love him. And I love... Oh, we have so much to discuss about that. So those two things are going on the Patreon this week. You guys can go head over there and see what we've got. We've got tons of content, back content. It's all in one place now, Pink Shade Bunkies. Head to the show notes below if you want to um, check that out. Every time I say head to the show notes below, Mary Payne can see me in the camera taking my finger and actually pointing down to my uh-huh. lap. What is right. wrong with me? I'm going head to the show notes below. It's sort of like that old old lady hangover that I have where I point to my wrist and tap it when oh. I'm talking about hurry up. We got to go. What it's time? time? We got to go. It's, it's time. time. Mm-hmm. And Skylar will be like, why do you tap your wrist? Because I don't think that girl has ever seen me wear a watch. Yeah, I, mean, I have a yeah, watch, I but I only wear it for uh, fancy occasions. <laughs> I'll be like, come on, hurry up, hurry up. She's like, stop tapping your wrist. I'm like, I'm alluding to the fi- to the invisible swatch <laughs> that is on my goddamn wrist. Okay. <laughs> You don't understand. It's kind of like when I make the motion of the the thumb and the pinky finger yes. to, to, to pretend like I'm talking on the phone. And then I take that thumb and pinky finger and I hang it up. Oh, the conversation is <laughs> over. And you slam that hand down. Yes, the, the kids these days, they don't know about that. Do you know that yesterday? Yesterday, so I said something old. about about uh, how I couldn't believe that um, Indy found Harry on um, TikTok and he's a prisoner. And I was like, "Do prisoners just have TikTok now? Like, what the fuck?" <laughs> um, so many people wrote and were like, "Don't you know about prison TikTok?" I was like, "No, I barely no. know about TikTok. How would I know about prison TikTok? <laughs> Come on!" <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, they're like, don't you know about? And you're like, whatever you're going to say next, the answer is no. The I do no. not know about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Answer is nope. no. I've been in my All right. <laughs> what we do know about is 90 Day Fiance disaster couples who are just a floating garbage barge of sadness <laughs> and. Just total sad endings all around. You probably, maybe someone will be getting locked up at the end of this. We'll do a crossover. We already have a crossover potential with Jimena's ex-boyfriend and ex-boyfriends for love after lockup, love during lockup. I loved hearing the word Sicario. I know. I was like, I watched that series. That's Me too. That is no, uh, no small potatoes. No, no joke. joke. Okay. So let's start with... Hmm. Who do I want to start with? Because I haven't gotten to talk to you formally about 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days yet. And so we're already on episode five. We've got a lot to catch up on, but we're really just going to cover this week's and we're going to, you know, of course, everything that has gone on until this point. I've watched everything caught up and we can allude to, you know, whatever I've missed on the podcast, at least. Okay, let's talk about let's I got to start, I think, with Ella and Johnny. That's Ella, 29, from Idaho, and Johnny, mm-hmm. 34, China. Mm-hmm. Um, because we we didn't see a ton from them this week. It was it was a shorter snippet. But I, we, you and I have not discussed the, this entire scenario yet, mm-hmm. including Give Me the Crystals, I Know You Have Them, mm-hmm. which was the opening scene where Ella had her samurai sword out in the yard, and she mm-hmm. introduced herself. She is a joy to behold. I really love watching her. She is. She is. She, she's uh, very sympathetic. You know what I mean? Like I feel, yes. I feel a lot of sympathy for her. I feel a lot of empathy for her. Like I can I understand too. how she feels in many ways. And she feels, you know, like 
she's got this whole history of just guys using her and she feels less than and you know she has this mom who's worried for her she lives on this family compound it looks like in her little purple house (laughs) can we discuss before we get into this week's um johnny in china and his son stony and then ella at the gym before we talk about that can we talk about the fact that ella described her perfect man in episode one and i wrote it down all the way back then i think it went like this her perfect man has red hair green eyes and the spirit of a demon fox inside of him right Mm -hmm. just like johnny (laughs) what (laughs) um She's very into anime and she's very into her fantasy world. It's okay. And I I really do like it. And maybe it's better production uh, therapists are on now, but I really do like how a lot of these people on these shows are able to really express the reason that they have this trauma or the reason she was very, she was very eloquent in describing how as a child, she was very bullied. And so she kind of lives in a fantasy world and because of her childhood trauma she created a a fantasy world for herself so she's very into anime and that's how she got into asian culture just any asian culture she doesn't care it could be india it could be china she's that's thailand it's just whatever that's kind of the troubling part she's like asian culture asian culture asian culture and i'm like can you be more specific and and what's going on here but anyway she is who she is. We don't start with her this week, or maybe we do, but I've written down Johnny's scenes first. So Johnny is over visiting with his son, Stoney, who is the cutest little boy. Yeah. I want to squish his little cheeks. I want to eat that baby. I want to eat that baby. <clears throat> eat those cheeks. So he's so fucking adorable. I mean, I could die when they're on the beach, to, you know, skipping stones. Oh, sorry about that, guys. Oh, is someone calling you? No. Take your meds. That's oh. the reminder I'm getting on my phone right now. So I'll speak and then I'll let you speak and then I'll go ahead and swallow like 60 pills. Okay. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> We're recording a little early today, so I'm not on my meds yet. Enjoy. Enjoy, folks. I'm not, I'm not sedated yet. Stop, Aaron. Maybe I won't take him for another 20. <laughs> Living on the edge. Oh, you're funny. All right. So they're so cute visiting the beach. And he's like, I just love spending time with Stoney, but I only can see him once a month. And he does explain. And I appreciate the explanation that is finally given about what is going on here with the dynamic. Why does, where's the mom? You know what I mean? And where, why are his parents taking care of Stoney while he works in a different city? And he explains, I need to have this good job. It's in a different place. It's very common in China or at least the area he's in in China for um, the grandparents to take care of the grandchildren while the parents are the breadwinners or the, you know, the father is the breadwinner in this case. And then he says, because he's divorced and he's a single dad, it's really hard for him to find another woman. And he alludes back to, he calls back to what we all know at this Mm. point, the one child rule in China for a very long time and how there's a disproportionate male to female ratio now there are fewer females than males because of the i mean let's just say it infanticide that happened yeah, yeah. <clears throat> which is totally. true and a lot of adoptions that happened out of the country uh because people did not value the girls because of um sexism and misogyny you know Crazy. i mean 
I know it's a different culture where it's like we're, we're not allowed to say things, but we all know this is true, you know, and it doesn't just it didn't just happen there. It happens all over the world, you know, where girls just aren't valued as much as boys in certain places oh, and of course. a lot of places. <laughs> because in, without uh, the men, you can't have the babies. Of, but, all places. <laughs> but, but like, yeah, without the men, you can't have the babies. But guess what else? You can't have the babies without the girl either. Like, the <laughs> yeah. 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 We <laughs> didn't think that through. We have a part in that. So, but the, but the problem is now he says, you know, if you could have one child, you want it to be a boy. So a lot of the girls are, you know, just went away by different means. And now the, the women sort of have their pick and the guys have it harder. And I'm like, well, backfired on you, didn't it? You know, you know that makes a lot anyway, of sense. not that it's his fault. It. Yeah. I was glad he explained not that it's, it. Me too. Not that it's his fault. But then, but then he says, as he's making dumplings with his parents later, and those dumplings look amazeballs. Yeah. He is talking to his parents and Mama Johnny is calling him out like, why do you have to go across the world to get a wife? Who is going to support us? What are we going to do? And he's like, he is very worried about that. He tells the cameras, I'm very worried. Like, what if I can't get a good job? I have a really good job now. You know, what if that's not going to happen for me in the U.S.? But then he calls her out because she says, you're divorced. Why couldn't you keep a wife? And he's like, uh, why couldn't I? I was like the shade that comes forth. He tells her, you basically tortured my ex-wife and she left because of you. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. That was crazy that he was, it was, it was very Mother Smith-esque in that he was like, you're the problem, lady. You're the one that sent my wife away and now she's gone. And did he say she is like gone and married somebody else and he's left with stone? Like, you know, you, you, you get it. The mother-in-law is terrible, but does she never see Stony? I don't know. I don't feel like he clarified that. If anyone else heard that and we didn't, because you know, we can't hear everything. We just <laughs> skip over things in our minds. Let me know. Cause I feel like he didn't fully explain like why she doesn't see him or if she sees him or, or it's what's because up with that. Stoney lives with the grandparents. So she's like, screw that. I'm never coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. So this is the situation Yikes. there. So cut over to Idaho falls where Ella is heading with her Ed Hardy steering wheel to the gym. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Excuse me, lady. What's happening here? Um, John, uh, what's his name? John and Kate plus eight called mm-hmm. and he wants his t-shirt back that you wrapped around your steering wheel. So, you know, there's a whole documentary on Hulu about, I think it's on Hulu about Von Dutch and the creation of that brand. Yes. Von Dutch. And yes, it kind I of Von Dutch it. bleeds into Ed Hardy. Like in my mind, they're really the same thing. But, uh, yeah, that's very, it's a very interesting documentary. I, I would say not, uh, with Skylar in the room. But I say that a lot. And then you're like, ah, she's seen it all. (laughs) She's the only child. She has to watch what we watch. (laughs) Allegedly. For those out there listening who go to her school, allegedly. I don't know what Mary Payne is talking about, but yeah, she does. She does. Okay. So uh, she's driving with her Ed Hardy steering wheel to the gym and she is saying, I want to get a jump start on my weight loss. Good for her or just her health, you know? And so she meets with this trainer. The trainer seems lovely. I got to say- I would love a trainer like this. My experience with my one and only experience with a personal trainer 10 years ago was being told to pop that booty like you're into club. Stop. This guy, no, I swear to God, he was like, do a squat, pop that booty, pop that booty. I was like, please stop, sir. Please, I think I taught you in high school. Like, please stop. <laughs> I, 
I think you might have been in my class like literally two years ago. Stop talking about my booty. And then and then he told me, women your age don't know a lot about these new exercises. So I'm going to tell you. And I was like, and scene. I'm going to go get on the treadmill now or maybe just the stationary bike and stay stationary. Uh, like while I watch my shows. No, it's called a couch. But no, it was uh, horrible. <laughs> okay. It was horrible. So anyway, I would have loved to have Ella's trainer. Wasn't she nice? Yeah, I was like, she was nice. She was very understanding. And yes, yeah, it, makes, like, it makes you want to come back. Yeah. Makes you want to actually exercise. So she did a good job with her. She was like telling her, isolate muscles, do this, do that. Anyway, after this, Ella is, she's done with her workout. She's sitting on the bench and she gets a text from Johnny that his visa to Singapore is boom, boom, denied. Yeah. I know. What's he going to do? Is Are they, is this going to be the end of their story? I, I think, think? Uh, we'll see them one or two more times. I don't think we're ever going to see them. Somebody wrote us, I believe on Pink Shade and said, obviously on Pink Shade. Okay. Just let me have some coffee. Somebody wrote us on Instagram <laughs> and said uh, that they live in that town and they know uh, Ella's mom and the ranch is a thing and that the mom is great. Oh. And I said, has anyone seen Johnny? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no one has seen Johnny. Okay. Yeah, Johnny's not there. All right. So she calls back. As soon as she gets this text, she's devastated and he doesn't answer, which is kind of sus as the kids say, kind of sus. I'm like, why doesn't he answer? He just sent a text. Um, time zones. I don't know. I don't, I don't have the answer. I know we don't. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's all we get from them. And we might never see either one of them again. <laughs> never the twain shall meet. Okay. So, uh, but I would like to see more of the ranch and I would like to see more of her attacking that, um, dummy out in the yard i want to see more of her putting little little hats on her dogs i enjoyed that (laughs) i enjoyed the little cowboy hat on the datsun (laughs) she goes which one do you want and the the dog's like neither (laughs) oh should we go straight to Caleb and alina because i really need to talk about this did you take your medication because i don't want you to not yet I, i feel like i I feel like I should take it after this. I need to be. Because <laughs> I know how I much need, you like him. <laughs> I need to do this in the raw. Okay. <laughs> I need to do this in the raw. <sighs> Caleb, 28, from Arizona, and Alina, 27, from Russia. At least they're age appropriate. And they've allegedly known each other for 13 years. They, that's what they tell us. They might have known each other just in chat rooms or whatever. Or, you know, so they've gotten close apparently in the past couple of years yes we need to discuss why why am i so put off by dj collab <laughs> i cannot fucking stand him why i think because he's very woo woo but like um performatively so like um mm, let me yeah. show you and all that stuff that he did at the beginning I, th- I believe I talked to Kyle about it on the first episode and I said I wish Aaron was here to explain to me about why you write down your feelings and then burn them Got and uh, Kyle's like oh, because you're putting them in the universe while you sit on your outdoor leather couch like I don't know um <laughs> it was it's like, I'm going to draw a picture so my mind sees it and then I'm going to burn it. I'm going to put it in this book and then I'm going to sage it. Like, Shut up. <laughs> okay, Shut listen. Up. 
<laughs> Again, someone who gives us all a bad name. I have done that shit. I have done things like that. I mean, if it helps you, it helps you. Fine. But you're right. It, it, I don't know if it does feel performative. And he, he has dead eyes. He has yeah. dead eyes. Yes, I, he does. They're dead. I feel like, oh, do you have a soul in there? And this is this is what I wrote down. I just had tons of thoughts going through my head when I wrote to myself, why am I so put off by this guy? He takes himself way too seriously. Mm -hmm. He has no sense of humor. None. Yep. True. Mm -hmm. Can't deal with a guy who has no sense of humor. He, yep. They bother me. He pretends to be the sensitive guy. He's like the sensitive guy in my liberal arts creative writing program who's actually a bigger dick than the entire lacrosse team frat house down the block. <laughs> yes, yes. You know what uh, I mean? It's yeah, like, oh, yeah. They're like, oh, I'm not like that kind of guy. I'm the sensitive guy. And you're like, no, you're actually a bigger dick. Like you're playing around with more women's feelings and because mm -hmm. you're and you're also hiding it. And they're kind of like angry inside. I know I'm using a broad brush to paint a lot of guys. I don't mean that. I'm talking about Caleb. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's using Alina as an experiment. Like I do, too. And I find him to be a mansplainer. Mm, yeah. He mansplains everything yes. and like that's what irritates the shit out of me it's like the it, and she also i have to tell you she also wants to dissect every moment i agree that drives me crazy too because it's like when we kissed i thought it would be like this and this and this and then it was like this and, and then how did you like that kiss was that first kiss good let's dissect that kiss i'm like on that sense, I'm a little bit on his side of like, let's just see what happens. Why do we have agree. to discuss every moment? Yeah, I, I, I like her as a whole. I think she's very funny. And I find it interesting that she's so into this guy who has no sense of humor. Like nothing is none. Ugh. None. He's too serious. He's too serious. And he has this kind of thing where I feel like, this is just me imagining the future that she'll be a story that he'll tell future women about. So they think he's so soulful. Mm. That's what, that's what her role will be in his life. Like I can picture him collecting women and collecting stories like this that, and him thinking not, maybe it's not even on a conscious level, you know, look at me, I'm so open-minded. And then he'll tell future women that and they'll be like, wow, really? Like, look at you. This guy's so different from other guys. Oh, shut mm -hmm. up, Caleb. Shut up, Caleb. I, I'm arguing with future Caleb talking to future women right now. That's how I crazy bet, I feel. No, you, you're walking by them in the bar going, run. 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 Yeah. See that guy with no ass over there? Run. Okay. So I do agree, though, that Alina dissects everything. I feel like Caleb talking to her constantly about taking things slowly to, quote, acclimate to your size uh -huh. is not okay. I'm like, she's acclimating to your hair and to your flat ass and to your constantly not wearing a shirt. And when you do, it's a tragic roller skating rink shirt with flowers on it. She's acclimating to all of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't like how he talks to her about her feeling. He mansplains his own feelings and her feelings back to her. And he mansplains to her friends, their feelings. Yeah. He's, he's in the words of uh, Campbell Scott from Singles. It's a real callback. <laughs> Ooh, current references. He tells uh, 
it's not Bridget Fonda. It, it was Kira Sedgwick. He says to Kira Sedgwick, that's the guy you like? Sensitive ponytail guy? That's the guy? <laughs> Dave and I say that all the time. My husband and I say that all the time. Like, oh, he's sensitive ponytail guy. Sensitive ponytail guy. That's what Caleb is. He's sensitive ponytail guy. But listen, if you actually are a sensitive ponytail guy, I like that too. It's like, but don't be a fucking fake one. Okay. Anyway. And so Alina is not without problems here. I mean, nobody is without problems. They they all are dealing with their own shit. So she does dissect their kiss. She was like, it was like a thunder kiss, not a passionate kiss. And it was this and it should have been that and whatever. Then he takes her to the really sad little gym in the basement of this place. And I'm like, how many staircases did you have to walk down and up to get to this sad little murder basement with snot on the walls? Ew. It looked disgusting. And he's like, we're going to work out so that you know know what my life is like. And she's like, okay. And she's up for it. She... The thing about Alina is she really does seem up for things. Yeah. Like she's, yeah. she's up for whatever. And so she lets him do his, again, performative workout where he's like, okay, you do this and now you're going to do this and blah, 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 whatever. Skip past that. The big moment is at friend Maria's house. Maria is from Russia. Um, she and Alina went to, or Maria and Alina went to university together mm-hmm. and you know it's going to be one of those scenes, and it is, where the friend, like, goes heavy and hard and questions yeah. the person. And I wanted yeah. to say to everyone involved, do you know what show you're on? I know you guys have all watched the show before. That's why you applied to be on it. You of know course. that when you go with the friend, whether it be Elijah or Maria or whomever, like, their job is to grill you. Yeah. And so that's exactly what happens. Yeah. I mean, what did you think about this? I uh, I, I thought – strangely i sided with Caleb, and that i thought yeah. he had a point of like all right you know but i think it's also one of those things where he could have been a little less dick about it because he's mansplaining to maria like well you know actually that's a deep emotional conversation that alina and i need to have later while we're laying by the roaring fire and she's stroking my chest hair and i'm uh braiding her <laughs> hair and she's braiding mine just like choked. you know just just it's just mansplains. Just it's, mansplains. It's not. He's condescending. He's, That's what it is. He's condescending. Yes. Yes. It's not the content of what he said because he was right. They were speaking yeah. in Russian in front of him for way too long. That was rude. And he's like, I know. And, you know, and she was grilling him and he really was like, well, I think, you know, these deeper questions are for us to handle. But the way he says it, yes, yeah, so condescending, yeah. so smug. I'm going to wipe the smug smirk off of his face. Very much like. You know what he has? He has father plath energy. Ooh, Not yeah. in the same dorky way, but in that. <laughs> right. Right. I'm just going to say things, you know, and you, it might be about your character. I don't know. Maybe you see, <laughs> maybe you have some flaws in your character and maybe Satan has uh, possessed you. <laughs> Want to go golfing? Like I heard, I heard you use deodorant and uh, that caused you to have Alzheimer's uh, went into your spinal cord. That's what I heard. But you might want to check out that character flaw in yourself, Olivia. It's a real callback, y'all. It's a real callback. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So anyway, so Maria does her job and she grills him. It's not, it's not good. And Caleb is right to be upset about it as condescending as he is. He gets back into the cab with Alina at the end in his very tragic floral shirt. Again, literally looks like the roller rink refs from my youth who used to, (laughs) who used to skate around with the whistles 
Because yeah, like I, I feel like they were the black and white. Yes, yes. But then yes. they also wore sometimes to be jaunty. It was just on rare occasions, like maybe on a holiday or something, because I basically lived at the roller rink, so my parents Same. probably did send me there on Christmas. Same. <laughs> it would be like <laughs> it would be like a prison striped shirt with flowers on it. Like it's uh, I think he thinks everything, I think everything he does is contrived. Like I'm going to get this shirt because it makes me look like I shop at Goodwill and I don't care because I'm edgy. Oh my God, he's <laughs> me as a senior in high school. And that's probably why I want to kill him. Cause I want to go back in time and punch myself in the face. <laughs> okay. So anyway, they go, she does apologize to him in the cab and he is uh, like thank you for the apology i really appreciate that and uh let's go ahead home because i'm gonna pull some moves on you and they get into the hotel room his jeans fall right down due to his lack of butt and you're very fixated on his ass i am i am because he talks constantly about working out i am very fixated on it and i will continue to be because people who i don't like in general i'll just go everywhere and okay feel free come at me Mm -hmm. okay so alina is like, ooh, because Caleb is like, oh, let's get it on. Hi there. Hi there. His big move, hi there. His big move is hi there. And now uh-huh. I know what he is like with every girl in every bar across these United States. That's his move. Hi there. Mm-hmm. Come on. And she was like, oh, ha, hi. And he goes, yeah, oh, hi. Oh. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Cameraman, could you get closer? Because you literally are in their mouth holes. I mean, oh You're, my god, it was so bad. I don't. He throws her around like a rag doll. Hi there, and I'm like, you know what this is? Actually, I just had a, I just had a full picture of that oh, no. show. We've compared uh-huh. other people to this guy, mystery from that yeah. show. <laughs> He's mystery. From that show back in the early aughts. How, how to um, how to get a woman, how to date or some whatever. No, the how not pickup to be artist. The pickup artist. And he's how like, not to be single. That was my that was my that was my thought. <laughs> how to date and how not to be single. Okay, the pickup artist. That sounds more like it. Yeah. Yes, the pickup artist with mystery that d bag. I mean, who would be like, yeah, and he had the crazy hats and he was like, wear a little bit of glitter and like do this and wear a feather and like wear the weird floral shirt. And guess what? Yes, Whenever yes. you run across a girl you really like, make sure to make her wait. And in fact, insult her a few times. <laughs> it's called negging. Ooh. Oh, that's that's Caleb. Okay. So okay. that he's finally given it to her, given it to her good. And the cameraman, you're right, stands around for way too long. We TV style. Oh, like way too long it leads me to believe elijah like wants this footage to make sure that she's okay or something (laughs) it um what i saw a tweet and i'm oh you know what not this is the kyle show but it was kyle from cray cray the tweet was um kyle said my wife said this show pretty soon is going to be called straight up fucking like (laughs) i mean we do not this is what we have seen so much oh almost right in the hole. I mean, come on. Oh, my God. Okay, let's move along to Gino and Jasmine. Gino, 51, Michigan. Uh, with the with the best Michigan accent ever. I say that with love. I'm in Wisconsin, y'all. We got it, too. Panama. And, and Jasmine, uh, 34, Panama. Yeah. Panama. Panamanian girlfriend. And 
again, we talked about our weird love for watching Jasmine. Not that she's a good, great person. She's very she's pretty. Watching her on TV is really compelling. And um, and then a few other notes I have before we get into this week's episode. Again, because I have to catch up with Mary Payne. Yes, guys. yes, yes. Got to yes. catch up. What is under my gringo Benito's hat? What are your what are your ideas about this? Okay, because we haven't talked about it. Do you agree with me that if he just got a a full beard that was like light, you know, not like super thick, like a like sure, a, okay, bald head, just just one of those outfits she picked out for him, he would look like a brand new person. I think that just clean head, a full beard, and he would look fine. He's not. Yeah. I mean, he's not just like grotesque. What's under that hat is just a bald head. I mean, it's just not that big of a deal. I don't think so. I don't think it is a bald head. I think there's something else. No, I think it's something else like a my feet are killing me on top of his head situation. I think there's Voldemort's Horcrux face growing out of the top of his head or Uh -uh. something that maybe he needs to be on another TLC show for because he is, he doesn't even wear the hat over his head. And you can see he's got his head shaved almost up to the hat. So he's got hair. It's like, Okay, so if it's bald up there, shave the whole thing bald. You look good. Yes. It's almost bald anyway. Yeah. And the hat is perched jauntily just on the tippy tippy scalp. Yeah, the hat's ill fitting. The hat is ill fitting for sure. It's it's ill fitting because it is accommodating something growing up out. No. I'm tell okay. Um it's 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 a Voldemort's other face growing on the face, growing on the back of the head. Uh-uh. His his nasal voice is like beyond Feliz Navidad <laughs> what did you think about the first time you heard her laugh I again as someone who has a polarizing laugh myself I enjoy her cackle she goes <laughs> do you like remember witch. um another current reference do you remember the movie uh Revenge of the Nerds and then the one yeah. nerd found the nerd girlfriend and then they get together and go <laughs> together that's what these two remind me of well once one of them starts laughing and the other one joins in and you're like oh stop both of you stop stop it's like a monkey attack yeah oh my god i won't do it guys i won't do do it all right so anyway jasmine is not trying to make over gino's voice or even take off his hat because he refuses to take that thing off and she is trying to make him over in the clothes department though and i don't blame her i don't either he's a horrible dresser She's facing what a lot of us face mm-hmm. here in uh, or wherever we are. But I'll just say here in the Midwest, you know, I, I take a husband Aaron on vacation. I, mm-hmm. I I try to advise him before we go to nicer places, maybe. Mm-hmm. Nope. It's going to be a golf shirt. It's going to be, uh, you know, shorts with a belt. It's going to be Nikes with socks. Like the, he has a brusiform. Okay. He has a but- brusiform. It hangs in his closet and that's what he wears. And I, it's not, I'm just not going to change it. But, but that you, but what you're describing is just, uh, it's not too bad. Every dude in the world, except for the Nikes, he could go with a loafer, but, but never a loafer, but, that's, but you know what I mean? Like that from the ankle up, Bruce is doing all right. Gino is head, <laughs> literally head to foot bad. <laughs> no, no, nothing about okay. his outfit is all good. Right. I know. She hates Gino's sports shorts. She goes, he doesn't even play sports. I'm like, most guys who wear those don't. Okay. And he has his terrible mandals, his man sandals. Bad. 
which bad. are so bad. They're not even new. I mean, you could have at least Tevas brought... that he got from camp when he was in tenth grade. They're really like, bad. They're like not even orthopedic anymore. Mm-mm. Like the the arch is worn down. The plantar just fasciitis like my, is acting up. Just like my father in law, and he's eighty five. They look just exactly like the feet and the shoes look exactly like that. That's exactly what he wears. Oh it's on socks for church, but same shoes. That's right. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He wears socks for the Lord. That's right. That's oh right. my gosh. He covers those dogs for the Lord. That's right. So yeah, he's got on the mandals. He's got on the baggy shirts. And she's like, I, he's going to be meeting my friend, Leandro, Leo. And you know, Leandro is my hairstylist and we're best friends and we're very close and he's very stylish. And I just don't want him to think Gino's a slob. And I'm like, well, too late. Yeah. So she goes shopping with him and her, I felt like the shopping sequence was LOL the entire time where she's like, take this. No, grab that one. Grab that one. Grab that one. Okay. Come over here. And he's like, "Ah." like he didn't even know how to react the way it was edited at least. Yeah. Was hilarious. I, she should have found out his sizes and bought him Mm -hmm. two khaki shorts, two golf shirts, and just a pair (laughs) of loafers and been like, wear what you want on your own time. But if you're going to see my friends, can you just wear this? (laughs) <laughs> that's it i mean we're actually aspiring to be looking like our husbands who are yeah that's tragic. that's yeah that's that's the baseline that's what you need to get to that golf man baseline and then maybe you could up it from there but if you could just get to golf man baseline at least you look presentable at a restaurant a golf man baseline is not fashionable let us be clear we it's do a baseline. Not <laughs> We do not think that is fashionable. Okay. So yeah, but he could get to that, but she picks a lot of clothes out for him. And she's like, Oh, that looks good. And she doesn't pick crazy. She's not doing like a queer eye for the straight guy makeover for him where she's having him dry, try on like a velvet smoking jacket and being like, you could wear that tonight. He looks normal in the clothes she picks out. They get up to the register and it's like 500 some bucks. And he acts like it is $500,000. Does he not? I mean, Very I know 500, 500 is not chump change. That's a lot, you right. know, but he couldn't buy one outfit. He couldn't be right. more normal about the whole thing. He couldn't have asked her about the prices beforehand. What was that really about? I think it's about him trying to say like, uh, men's don't control me. I mean, you know what I mean? I think he's trying to be like, you can't tell me what to do in this store. <laughs> But I really don't understand why beforehand he couldn't have said to her. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I really don't want to spend the money on this. And, I, you know, pick out your favorite one. I'll buy one. I think it was the whole, here's these clothes I picked out. Now you're going to pay for them kind of thing. It was the you're going to pay for it that upset him. I mean, he went to look for decor for his home in a tchotchke shop that like, you know, I heart Panama. He's like, this is my new home decor. A magnet for my fridge. You know right. what? Yeah, I'm gonna pick out this snow globe. <laughs> yeah, he's not. Yeah, she's like, as long as it's not your bitch ex wife. <laughs> 
apparently who she is just hate like sending messages to on Instagram. I don't know. Uh-huh. Anyway. I who cares? Let's talk about just the show, just the show, folks. Okay, so he's completely passive aggressive, and he, you know, he's as much as he spends on hats and toothbrushes, you mm-hmm. know, he could spend a little bit on one outfit. He doesn't, though. They go home, probably she screams or pouts for an hour, and then we're back going to dinner with friend and stylist Leo, who is lovely and who doesn't actually play the role of grilling the partner no, as much cute. as. Fun. As much as the normal friend of would do. So it, it's, you know, it's one of these things, again, where um, basically Jasmine knows she's she knows a lot of English. She knows English very well. She's very yeah. understandable. She can translate. She translates what she wants when she wants in this conversation, which cracked me up. Yeah. And Gino just sits there like, eh. and but Leo's very kind to him. You know, he's like, oh, okay. He looks like an honest face. He looks like yeah. a good guy. Is there another face under that face? Like, what's under the hat? And oh, yeah. and then G- Jasmine tells the story of nearly killing uh, Leo's styling assistant with her bare mm. hands. <laughs> hilarious. And hilarious. Because because Gino does ask, like, do you ever see her have a temper or, um, I don't know, like, just, like, go crazy? And Leo's <laughs> like, yes. Yes, I do. Yes. And then Jasmine tells Leo of Gino's obedience, and she cackles her head off about that. They both do. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. It's kind obedience of like obedience is not the greatest word on either side of a relationship. I know. I know. It's like when Angela got married to Michael, and she was like, obey. Yeah. I was just going to say that as an example. Oh, well, you know what? I should have given it to us because I can't do Angela. I, I can't do it right now because <clears throat> it's too early. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So that's kind of, that kind of wraps up the dinner. Leo is very nice. They, Gino says his stupid Felice, not me, that. And they, you know, Leo has to get up, maybe shake hands with him again. Look at his fungal ingrown left toe <laughs> in those sandals. Oh, gross. I don't know. Cover those dogs up, dude. It's bad. But we, ugh, so bad. We cut to the next morning. Jasmine imitates the girl from the ring with her hair. She's like, look at me. I look crazy like the girl crawling out of the well. And I'm like, she's funny. Did you see when she stood up to walk in the kitchen? She smelled her hair. Yes, she did. She did. <laughs> I didn't know if it's because like some of it's her hair and some of it's extensions or what, That's but she why. swung that around and smelled it. I was like, oh my God, girl. Gross. She, oh, she probably wanted to see if the head on top of the head was like sucking on her little hair while she was sleeping like pacifier. <laughs> so gross. Stop. Stop. <laughs> so gross. Put your Oh, anyway, Gino is hell-bent on cooking for her this morning because he wants to really do something for her. And I'm like, Gino, who does he remind me of? He reminds me of the, he's the male version in the way he talks, just the way he speaks of, um, oh my God, what was the woman who went down to Belize, I think? And yes, she was yes, yes, it's um, pill popping. Yes, uh, and that because she would always say she was going from down Michigan. To see Ryan, because he always goes, "I'm going to Panama, Panama." <laughs> he talks just like her because yes. he's from Michigan, yes. and he has that same specific um, like lilt 
yes to his words and he has that really like weird nasal voice yeah it's it's so it's the male version of her it's my 23 year old boyfriend ryan (laughs) i'm going down to see him yes yeah I mean, thank you, Ryan Harris. Harris is Ryan's cousin, and he thinks I'm beautiful. Come here, these shoes. (laughs) Do these shoes fit you? Because Ryan Harris didn't want them. That's Gino. He's cooking her eggs, and she's like, "Uh, "Honey, you know, you remember I'm vegan?" And he's like, "Yeah, so you want two or like three eggs, or like what do vegans have in terms of like numbers of eggs?" And she's like, "Uh." What? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. He's like, have in terms of numbers of eggs. <laughs> so dumb. They'll have zero eggs because they're vegan. <laughs> the answer is zero. Sesame Street. It's like a Sesame Street sketch. He's like, how many? And she's like, I'm a vegan. He's like, like okay. Why didn't she get mad about the store? And why didn't she get mad about the eggs? But she flips the fuck out in a tchotchke store about a snow globe. She gets mad when it involves other women. She gets mad about the waitress. Okay. She gets mad about the ex-wife decor that ex-wife bitch decorating your home. Uh-huh. And the lady that burned her hair. If it's women. And the she's lady mad. that burned her hair. I think like women trigger her in a way that like stuff or things don't okay it seems like or like at least gino's relationships with other women even if it's the waitress who he's trying to give a two dollar tip to yeah like it's crazy yeah it seems to be linked to women and gino not linked to other mistakes he makes which are many yeah so she sits there and eats her um bread which isn't even toasted it's just bread on a plate with no butter nothing because she's vegan and (laughs) Gino, Gino and Jasmine have this uh, little interview interstitial in between where where he's like, I still don't really know what vegan is. I mean, she's the first vegan I ever met. And she's like, congratulations. It's an honor. You know, and he's got a new hat. He's got a new hat. He's got a Panama hat. I know. Literally a Panama hat with the word Panama on it. (laughs) Just in case you missed it. so dumb he and it's perched on top of his head again it doesn't even fit him right it's yeah. only on top something's yeah. going on telling okay. you guys all right mystery will unfold he has a google machine on every device he owns one would think but he still doesn't know what vegan means Mm-mm. maybe he doesn't know how to spell it Mm-mm. which is ridiculous anyway she gets over that and then they go into gift time and she gets in the crazy panamanian girlfriend t-shirt and she has the t-shirt that says i'm the crazy panamanian girlfriend (laughs) they both love that joke that just shows that they really do have a very similar sense of humor and she has posted no less than 60 pictures of them in those t-shirts on the gram yeah she has and um i'll tell you when we're done with this segment i'll tell you what i've done baby did a bad bad thing I'll, I'll tell you what I did. Uh, oh, um, no. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm already regretting it. Okay. Anyway, and he gets, and she gets him this pillow. It's all this like weird tchotchke stuff again, but he loves it. They laugh, they cackle. And she's like, okay, where's my gift? Because it is Christmas. Yeah. And he goes, well, uh, I was just so excited to give you the toothbrush that I, you know, I, that was it. And she's like, uh, the toothbrush, that was my gift. And I'm like, good God, this guy's days are numbered if that's how he's going to treat this woman. 
it's this woman listen, who's way too hot for him way too hot for him way too high maintenance for him and she i, I gotta say at this point i'm on i'm team jasmine because for him not to buy one outfit in that store and then to give you a fucking crest spin brush for christmas that you could buy at cvs with a coupon that is not acceptable no and to explain it to her like it's the most exciting revelation in the world like he's like man's walking on the moon he's like see the way the light flickers there it's charging <laughs> look at that like ooh technology he- yeah she she picked the the wrong guy yeah it's not gonna I- work I'm work. totally team Jasmine on this. Yeah. Totally yeah. team Jasmine. I'm, he, she's like, he thinks he could treat me like this. It'd be cheap. Uh-uh. No. Mm-mm. I'm like, well, no, I he's agree. doing it right now. Yeah. His toes are hanging out. His fungus toes are hanging out. And those old ass sandals. He is oh. not buying one scrap of clothing. He made you eggs because you're vegan. With it, butter. With butter. <laughs> he needs to sleep with one eye open. Or the one eye on the top of his head on that extra face needs to stay open. Stop it. Okay, listen, listen, we're going to take a break right now. We'll be right back. All right, guys, we're back and we need to talk about the truly painful duo of Memphis 34, also from Michigan. Wait, 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 wait. I thought you were going to tell me you did a bad thing. Or is that that an off-mic story? (laughs) I forgot. Okay, before we get to Memphis and Hamza, I forgot to write down the time for that break, too. Let me do that. Okay. Okay. Um, Memphis and Hamza will wait just a moment until I tell you what baby did a bad, bad thing. I became Facebook friends with Gino. I know. I know, girl. Listen, my Facebook is is a hot wreck. You know that. I I do know that. I do know that. My Facebook is not like a cherished place where only the, only the, you know, inner circle are there. In fact, the only handful of people I have blocked are actual relatives. So I I don't, I don't treat it as this shrine to privacy or anything. And I rarely post on there, you know, it's just like random stuff. I, I'm fine accepting friend requests, like, whatever I, I have tom brooks on there because for god knows what reason i just think it's funny to see these people's pictures and i want to know if they're going to post anything weird on facebook maybe that they wouldn't on insta I, but i've i've never i've never accepted any friend request except for that stupid tom brooks one just to see what the hell goes on on facebook with him the answer yeah. is nothing it's salsa dancing that's what goes on with him gino I've accepted. And he is on there posting just millions of pictures of Jasmine, I think from Instagram. So I haven't seen anything different there, Mm -hmm. but I am thoroughly ashamed of myself that I officially Facebook friends with him. And I'm doing it. I saw you said that to me and you said, look, look who Facebook friends me. And I was like, let me tell you something, girl. I know. Your Facebook, you, it doesn't. I don't care. You guys just reach out to Erin. She will (laughs) be your Facebook friend. (laughs) Stop it. And I'm the opposite. I go through mine all the time and call out. If I, I also play a game with myself on Facebook where I'm, if I'm scrolling it and I'm generally just looking at our pink shade site generally, but if I'm scrolling it and there's a picture, I stop before I can see the name to see if I recognize anyone in the photo. And if I recognize no one in the photo, I delete that person. I'm like, 
I obviously haven't talked to you since college. Oh I don't recognize your husband, your children, your parents, your sister, your best friend, your job, your dog, no. your dog, nothing. Uh, yeah, I don't know, guys. Stop, stop doing that all call though. That that all call you do to my Facebook. Airs <laughs> me with friends a, with you. Stop it. <laughs> she doesn't post okay. anything, but you can look at her pretty profile <laughs> picture if you want. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. So now moving on to Memphis, 34 okay. from Michigan and Hamza, 28 mm. from Tunisia. Mm. Have you noticed how many people are from Michigan, Michigan this season? Yeah. We haven't even seen Ben and Mahogany yet. Ben is from Michigan. Oh, well, we're not going to, nothing's, they're never going to meet in person ever. I don't uh, think. They might be the ones to take the place of Johnny and Ella, whose Great story point. might have ended. Yes, yes. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, Memphis and Hamza, these two are talking like Tickle Me Elmo's batteries got stuck. And it is so painful. It is beyond cringe. It's really They're bad. like it's very like Paul and Creamy, like you, me, ocean, water, walk, there, mom, dad, hello, let's go, food, eat. It's, it's like, what are, it's happening here. It's no, awful. Do you know who it reminded me of? It reminded who? me of Anna and Marcel. Yes. Like, they also talk like Tickle Me Elmo or Jar Jar yes. Binks. They were like, me so, you so, want Mary? Mary? Mar- me? Wedding. You? Go airport. It is crazy. <laughs> oh, well, my God. The translator app. They, if people, people seem to have them. They seem to be a thing that you could buy. Get one. The translator apps, these egg-shaped ones that they've yeah. had. You know, remember Jihoon and Devin? Oh, yeah. Theirs was amazing. Theirs was like, <laughs> the phoenix rises over the sun and flies into the earth via yeah. the crystal lake. And, and they, like, it would be like, Jihoon, why are you such a fuck up with no job? And that's what it would translate into. It would be like, it's getting dark. We should go home now. Click. And it'd be like, the phoenix rises over the sun. Earth will be destroyed. And you're like, wait, what? I just said, wait, no. What I said was... We should go home. It's getting dark. Not like we should all end it. Shit. <laughs> what I said is, Drusilla is out in the middle of the road. Run, you maniac. Stop smoking. Oh, oh, bless. Anyway, there's no translator app to be had here. And they are just talking like it is Sesame Street. And they, they're, it's a speak and spell situation yes. in the streets, in the bedroom. They're doing hand motions. Hamza is just going, yes, baby. I had sexy baby. You baby what, baby? Okay, baby. That's all he can say. All awesome. he knows how to say. Awesome. And and Memphis hasn't learned a lick. Hasn't learned a lick of his language. Not. speak a word. Mm-mm. Nope. No research, nothing. She's just walking around thinking if she speaks in one word at a time and she does hand symbols like finger in hole for fucking. I will never get over that as long as I live. I was like, how old are you, mother of two children? Stop with the finger in the hole. Oh, this, I'm going to let you break it down, but I have never been so horrified in my life with this conversation they had. But you go. go. Okay, so they wake up day one. Mother Hamza is angry at her man-child, Hamza, because he has sneaked into memphis's room for mm-hmm. the sexy time mm-hmm. now were you guys prepared to hear sexy time i don't know no less than uh 
probably 75 times during their scenes. They yeah. could not stop saying it. Yeah, just say sex. I mean, at this point, I would I would love for a good intimacy. Just something. <laughs> I would, mean, the polygamy route, right? Yeah. Where intimacy. the polygamists constantly say intimacy, intimate. Mm. Yes. I would go for that too. I would go for courtship. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. So she's angry and she's angry for good reason. The mom is angry for good reason because she set a boundary and she said, look, we, I know you're getting married, but I want to do it the, the traditional way. And he's going to sleep on the couch and you're going to sleep in here. They made up a room for her. They're welcoming her into their home. But Hamza is a horny dude. And so yeah. he went into the room and they had the sexy time. And why did he just go like, back out to the couch in the, after the sexy time? Know. It was obviously pretty quick. He could have been in and out in 20 minutes. Yeah. In, it sounds like four minutes. Well, yeah. I'm talking about with the clothes on and off like the, <laughs> and the cleanup and whatnot. <laughs> I feel like Sorry. he probably walked in there with just like a dish rag around his junk and <laughs> he was so ready. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> so gross. So Memphis is like, um, you have to tell your mother that we just cuddled because uh-uh, we can't she can't be mad at me no mad me no mad me no she sexy can't, no. time no sexy time finger in whole motion no 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 vote finger she does it for a long time way longer than paul did when he was talking he's about like, putting a ring on it yes baby i'm sexy no 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 sexy time <laughs> no 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. no sexy time and she goes just cuddle cuddle again elmo going on here cuddle cuddle me want to be your friends. Me happy. Me cuddle you. You smart. This is so painful. So Hamza has no effing idea what she's saying or doing. He just goes, okay, okay, baby, okay. He marches off to lie to his mom, who's sitting at the kitchen table. Mom is no fool. And his mother is gorgeous. Is I cannot stop staring at her angelina jolie could never those cheekbones are incredible she's beautiful incredible she's so beautiful and i mean which the daughter and hamza are both super beautiful people Attractive too i mean people yes oh anyway she is just gorgeous and she's smart she's not a fool she knows that hamza is lying to her when he says yeah. no we just lay together and she's like you mean to tell me that a man and a woman who are getting married lay beside each other and nothing happened okay okay trick all right, whatever. I liked how she just flat out called him out. And he's so close to her that she knows he won't be able to lie to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like he respects and loves his mother. And he's just lying to her face, which really made me sad. I know. Yeah. I know. And she's like, quit lying to me. And he's like, okay. So they go out to the market to let her, I don't know, to let Mama Hansa, Hansa like burn the sheets on the stoop or whatever <laughs> exactly. she needs to do. You're right. So Hamza takes Memphis to the market where they play speak and spell in the streets. Again, it's like so cringeworthy. No sidewalk, baby. Oh, walk in street. Oh, nice day, son. Oh, yes. Nice day. Yes. Nice, son. Me go here. See chicken here. See see chicken. Chick- it's like, it's, stop. It, it, you know, building, baby. What? Me? Walk there? Huh? Mosque? Yes. I mean, it's like, stop. Oh, my God. It's yeah, really, bad. So really bad. Really bad. Really <laughs> bad. Do you love my Memphis, Hamza? <laughs> Tickle me. Okay. Stop. <laughs> later, later that day. Oh, th- no, this is, I'm sorry. I, I skipped down past the most important convo. 
Oh, it starts out with, my paragraph starts out with, kill me now. Okay, so <laughs> I couldn't take it. I really couldn't take it. Okay. They sit down and then it turns to uh, the Tickle Me Elma version of You Fuck Too Fast, which is crazy because he can't understand her so he can't even understand how badly he's being insulted to right. his face on camera it's really bad it's Listen, so bad you guys th- this is not something she needs to establish after the first time you know what i mean she doesn't need no. to establish that he's a young guy that hadn't had it in a real and then she's asking him like how many people have you had sex with and i was like give him another chance go to a hotel or something i mean he's in his he's literally in his like pig and barn and uh cow sheets from childhood i mean come on he's got his little space jam sheets and stuff once he does catch her drift he like feebly tries to defend himself and he's like no but he has just been more humiliated on tv than aladdin was by laura with that purple vibrator and do you remember uh, Aladdin's reaction at the reunion? Yeah. When he realized that she was saying all that shit? I, I don't know if that's going to be the same here, but it ain't good. Memphis is kind of softened when he says to her, you're the only one who I've slept with in my home. She's like, oh, how romantic. But what did what? he say to the producer? The producer said, uh, like, did you understand that she was saying that, you know, you were fast or whatever? And he was like, I just so attracted to her big boobies. I just, Memphis, so sexy time for me. I don't know. But I was like, I like the producer, like, broke it down in his language. Like, you were just really insulted on national television. I know. But he still doesn't quite get it. I mean, she's like, yeah, so about the sexy time last night. It sucked and you suck and you fuck fast. And how long has it been since you had a human woman in your bed? I mean, she just went in on him. Yeah, yeah. He's not as, uh, I don't know. He just seemed, he does seem very genuine and sweet and i'm sure that will all come back to bite me in the ass but he does seem genuine and sweet and like okay i'll try not to fuck so fast next time i mean he just seems nice (laughs) (laughs) so awful so embarrassing me you fuck fast oh elmo fuck too fast oh you got to stop with the elmo (laughs) you're killing me Oh, people are going to complain so much to me about that. I'm sorry, guys. Maybe a good idea for a TikTok, though. Go ahead. I did take my notes. (laughs) Okay, they're taken. All right, so later at dinner, Mother Hamza teaches Memphis how to cook. And we're expecting this to be like a Mother Sumit Jenny scene, but it's not really. Memphis is just acting like a fool. She's hooping and hollering like she's being poked with Hamza's hard wee-wee or something. She's like, (laughs) what? And she is gutting and scaling a fish for the first time, which is tough to do Yeah, if you've never done it. And it's tough for a lot of people, even if they have seen me. it or done it. It's tough for me. It's tough yeah. for me to watch. It's tough I for don't me mind. To... You're hearty but sock. I'm not. I'm a hearty <laughs> sock. Just fry up that squirrel. Put it on the oh table. Oh, my God. Okay. Stop it. So she's she's like, oh, no. Oh, no. I No, 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 no. But it looks delicious this fried fish and the the meals the everything i love everything about this kind of food i will just say i'm very into the food that they show in like turkey and Mm -hmm. tunisia just everywhere all the middle eastern that's my favorite kind of food Mm -hmm. so i'm like yum this looks amazing and mother hamza is very gracious she doesn't tell her she's a dumbass bitch like basically mother (laughs) simit does to jenny her she'll never amount to anything stupid you oldie you find another oldie find a 500 year old 
<laughs> so it is sad though because at dinner mama hamza cries and she, she cries. gets very emotional and i'm like don't make mama hamza cry like she's already had a rough life and this yeah. is her only son her husband left her for another woman yeah when she's grilling memphis through hamza who's a terrible translator because he understands knowing right. how is he tra- how is he translating he can't speak he can english seven words himself I know it'd be like asking me to translate. I'd be like, you divorce whore? Like, I don't know. It's like fish, mouth. Uh, I don't, yeah, no. But they kind of, it kind of comes across to Memphis like she does, she's scared for Hamza because she doesn't want him to get divorced. Yeah. From Memphis, because Memphis has been divorced multiple times, which I guess she's only once. And she was only Me- married to the, to the father of her son who's like six she was never mm-hmm. married to the father of the teenage girl that we met um she was never married to him but then she was married to the father of like the six-year-old boy that we don't see but then he raised both kids as his own right so yeah i think she was kind of like yeah don't don't tell her i had a baby without being married sure let's just go along with this i was married two times yeah well that could be true that could be true i memphis was like taking huge offense to this though and i'm like no 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 these two women have had entirely different divorce experiences Mm -hmm. in two entirely different cultures i liked that when she mm -hmm. cried though memphis's first reaction was to put her hand on her to you know like i thought that was very sweet I kind of dream of Mother Hamza becoming a mother figure to Memphis because remember Memphis's backstory? Mm-hmm. As as problematic as Memphis can be, she had a really rough upbringing, and her mother is still not taking accountability right for her for her actions and how Memphis was really tossed into the foster care system and yeah, you know, didn't have a stable mother figure in her life. And I'm like, mm-hmm. in my world, in my dream world, everyone would learn to speak the same language or mm-hmm. do be dual language and they would all be one big happy family. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't either. Anyway, so let's move on to our last couple. We'll blow through these guys. Mike 34 and Jimena 24. Mike uh-huh. is from New York. Uh-huh. Jimena is in Colombia. Uh-huh. You guys, okay, we haven't talked about this yet. For me, Mike, he better not turn on me like Big Ed did mm-hmm. because I'm still thinking of him as a sweet maybe a little slow soul mm-hmm. who I don't want to turn out to be a monster because I'm feeling really a lot of, um, like I'm feeling very protective of him <laughs> right now. I don't think he's a little slow at all. I think you he's don't uh, No, I don't. I, I think he's very smart. I think he's just had two good looking brothers and, you know, he's the older brother. And then he had these two good looking brothers and somebody else wrote, God, you know, we got a lot of messages on our pink shade Instagram. Somebody else wrote us and said that, um, they either knew or their brother knew was friends with Mike's brothers. And so they actually, you know, do come from a super nice family and, you know, met granddad, met dad and all that. I, I just, they, I think Mike has set his sights too high in the past and gotten his feelings hurt. So he set his tender, you know, just to a whole other country. And he found Jimena who set her tender to minion looking guys in the United States. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I had a whole, I had a whole trying to figure out who he looked like. 
and I couldn't figure it out. People kept sending me, people kept sending me, um, whatever is that movie, Wallace and Gromit. I was like, that's not it. And then they would send me, um, the dancing guy from the Six Flags, um, the Six Flags. And I was like, that's not it. Finally, we figured out who it was. It was not a minion because that was another thing people said. It's Ziggy. Do you remember that cartoon, Ziggy? Yes. Do you remember Ziggy? That's who he looks yes. like. Yes. Ziggy. <gasps> Current references only I remember yeah. Ziggy. Yeah. Yes. Great, great cartoon. Girl. He's very sweet. I think he's very smart. I think he, because his brothers, you know, went off and got married or did whatever, he got left with granddad. And it just reminds me of like um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, like the granddad in the bed and like, I'm going off to work now. Jimena and those two kids cannot move in with granddad and dad. They need to get their own home. I don't care if it's right next door. So Mike can still check on them. I think he's been put in the role as like uh, the spinster. Like you've got to take care of the parents because you're the spinster. And I think he just wants a little love for himself. And I just want Jimena not to murder him or have someone murder him. I exactly high, high hopes, high hopes. I really just want him to meet someone at a diner back in the town, you know, yeah. a, a nice New York girl. Maybe he yeah. can meet a nice waitress and they can yeah. just, you know, have their house and right next door to granddad and yeah. pop. And agree. Oh God, this is just, I know it, but you know what? Just like, just like big Ed and others who we, thought were sweet at the beginning we have to remember these guys who i tend to feel bad for i have to remember i should say they do still want the hot girl out of their league so they still have something inside of them that says i deserve this you know and it's like they're not batting within their whatever that sports analogy is i think it's okay to to have self-confidence and think that i he I too does. deserve this hot girl, but I mean, Jimena. Let's let's talk about Jimena. Okay, she's because beautiful. I she is beautiful. Beautiful. I, I'm saying she's taken all a lot of his money, and she has two kids with two guys that she was not married to. One she purposely got pregnant with in prison. Right. She's <laughs> she's she's dated drug lords. You know, I think Jimena is hey. doing great to to date Mike. I, I agree. I agree. And she, you know what? I will give her this too. She's no Anfisa. She does treat him with a really sweet touch she to his face. To, she seems to want to make out with him in a hot tub in front of the whole family. I know. Even though she's using her entire family as a human shield cock block. <laughs> <laughs> she has like an eight person cock block going on at all times. <sighs> And she is the cutest little boys ever. And yes. he's very sweet with them. She, yeah, mm, she. It, it's just not going to work out, you guys. We know it's not going to work out. Just please let Mike not get murdered. Disagree. I think, gonna they're, I think they're going to make it. No. I think she's coming to the States with those kids. I think they're all going to live in that house. I think everyone's going to learn the same language. It's going to be great. Oh, my God. I mean, just in the morning when they wake up and she's like, these underwear are gross to her little boy when she picks up Mike's underwear. I'm like, you have no idea what skid mark hell awaits you in the laundry back at Mike's dad and grandpa's house. You have no idea, Jimena. Okay. People, I I, I saw a post that he did of, he posted a picture of himself and Jimena and and, um, somebody wrote under it like, oh man, what's coming up with like your stinky farts or whatever. And he's like, oh, LOL, that happened one time. And, you know, I was like, he's leading us to believe they're still together. So I have high hopes. 
All right. All right. Well, then I will I will have medium, low to medium hopes. Okay. okay. All right. That's all I, I want him to, for. I want him to live. I want this guy to live. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah so, yeah. and he, he's got, a, she's done the best she can with what she has in the area she's in also. So, I mean, dating the cartel, whatever she's done the best she can, Yeah, you know, for where she comes from and what her opportunities are. So I don't blame her for any of that. So Jimena, she has this prison boyfriend. Well, I want the love after lockup crossover. Um, <laughs> but beyond that, this episode Producers ask Mike the morning after if he got lucky, and he turns full tomato red again. I mean, he, this the poor guy. He's yeah. like, ah! And he goes, it was amazing. It was magical. You know, a wonder to behold, whatever he says. And then the they best ask he ever had in his Best he ever had in his life. Best he ever had in his life. Only he ever had in his life. No, stop. Ah, he said his last girlfriend was in high school. And it wasn't that doesn't even mean he hasn't had a drunken bang at a local mm. bar. Come on. Okay. I hope for his sake he has. Mm. And Jimena says right next to him because they can't. I mean, he actually does speak some Spanish. Which a is little great. bit. Yeah. A little bit. But she says, uh, it was normal. Nothing special. I'm sure it was the best night of his life. So. <laughs> <laughs> she, like, she like thumbs her thumb at him. That was funny when she goes, for me, it was normal for him. It's the best sex he ever had. Perhaps the third sex he's ever had. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So they go in the family van to the hot springs, which are beautiful. And along the way, they have riveting conversations consisting of cow, 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 cow. It's... Oh my God. They're at the hot, they're at the hot springs. Gorgeous. I went to some hot springs in Costa Rica. Looked a little bit like this. They are. Oh my gosh. You could really stay in there all day. So beautiful. Colombia is such a beautiful country. I really do want to go there. And, uh, the, the whole family's there family fun, but Jimena is making sure to be all over Mike, make him feel like she does want him. She seems to not completely gross out. You know, when she's touching him, she seems to be into it. Then she gets up on the side of the hot springs and talks to her sister about the big secret. We always know 90 Day Fiance, the big secret. Why is she wearing a scarf with a bathing suit? I don't know, but I kind of like it. I would would wrap it around different places. (laughs) Me me too. (laughs) Like my head. (laughs) You wrap it around my midsection. I would look at me. Like my whole face. Like, don't, I'm not going to look at you. Don't look at me. Uh, but she tells her sister something significant. Like this secret is not like one of the lame secrets they usually have on the show. This is significant. She can no longer have kids because she had her tubes tied. In fact, she, it sounds like she had an ablation. Mm-hmm. Where is that what it is? Where they burn the ends? Well, I, when they say tie your tubes, it, that, is that what it, it is. That is what they do. They they, okay. they burn they burn the ends so that no sperm can go up in those tubes. You guys, this has been the medical hour with Mary Payne. <laughs> with dr baby girl Ooh, i know paint. a lot about it yep plays a doctor on a podcast not a doctor okay uh-uh. so she had her tubes tied after her second c-section because she said it was just a really traumatic c-section we don't know what happened she doesn't go into great detail she doesn't have to i believe her um mm-hmm. and but mike doesn't know he, they've been talking about having kids so they so mike and Jimena sit down later at a table and she tells him through this translator app i've got to tell you something i haven't told you yet and i'm scared and he's like okay tell me and she spills the beans and it's difficult because 
through the translator app, it doesn't really capture why she got her tubes tied. She just goes, it was the translator app tells him it was scary and painful. And then I had my tubes tied or something like that. Yeah. She had the C-section. So while they were in there, they did. Yeah. Yeah. But he gets the gist. He gets the Mm -hmm. gist that he will like, they probably won't be able to have children in the way that he thought they would. Lacey and Shazane had a baby after her. She had her two sides. So I there's know. hope for anyone if there's hope for those two dumbasses. And that's what he says to her. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, it's the 21st century. There's other ways of having a child. And he's probably maybe thinking surrogacy or, you know, I don't IVF know. IVF or whatever. Yeah. IVF. Yeah. And, but he is upset and rightly so that she is just now telling him. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of end it there. I mean, Mike will never find another hottie like this who scratches him behind the ears and straddles him in hot springs. But she did straight up lie to him. And yeah, he, it, it is problematic. But you're saying you're seeing pictures of him now. So, I, I, well, who knows? He, th- these are pictures like from the day they went to the hot springs. It's not like local oh. pictures of her and granddad's lap. I mean, <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's. Yeah, I think that I, I think that Granted they <laughs> sorry they they serve each other's purpose, right? Like he wants a, a a good looking woman, and she really seems into him. So you know, there's a lid for every pot, and maybe these two did find yep. each other. You guys, this is really really uncharacteristically upbeat for me, I but I really um, I don't know why. I think it's because I think he is real sweet and would make a really great husband and father. And my fear of course would be, which she would come to the United States, give it a few years and then kick him to the curb. Like Gino's first wife. Um, I don't yeah. know. I really, I really do like the fact that he seems very sweet with those two boys because that can be so problematic on 90 day or yes. any of these shit shows we watch where the person who comes in yeah. is not the children. The, the new partner it's well, not great and it's, it's it's memphis and hamza and memphis going oh yeah he's gonna be a great dad to my kids i've come here to get my husband to be a wonderful husband and father to my children i'm like he's 26 he's gonna be a great dad to your teenage daughter and your six-year-old son who admittedly by her have already have a wonderful yeah. father figure that makes zero sense no the no. year you, but how much did you love because we didn't get to talk about how much did you love memphis's friend ingrid love the one who from foster care yes who was like i had never seen y'all interact what are you talking about she goes you see how well we communicate she was like i had never seen that girl goodbye she goes this guy doesn't know what he's he's signing up for with memphis like he thinks it's all gonna be good he doesn't know she's got some issues i'm like oh my god calling her out all right guys that brings us to the end of this week's 90 day fiance before the 90 days false promises and whatever i don't know false starts and promises um we're going to be back later this week on the patreon like we said talking about the crossover of project runway and housewives we're going to do that at the five dollar level and sonia's toaster oven level on andre's rage level we will be doing a recap of darcy and stacy and the single life season two which yep. I'm just catching up on now. Mm. And then Mary Payne, you're going to be back later in the week talking about Bravo with our friend, our bud, Ryan Bailey. Ryan Bailey. Ryan Bailey is the hardest working human. Not, well, not right? even man. Hardest working human in podcasting. He really is. He works so much work. I don't think he sleeps. 
I don't think he sleeps either. I don't I think mean, he sleeps. I'm going to ask him about his sleep schedule. I'm concerned. I'm concerned too. I mean, we might want to send him some vitamins. You yes. Know, just yes. help a brother out. He's always helping us out. We love, love, love him. Go listen to his podcast, So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. It is amazing. He's amazing. He's got a voice for radio. He's got a face for TV. We will just love <laughs> yes. him. He's an actor. He's, he's so funny. He really, he really is. So yeah, uh, he's going to come and talk about Salt Lake City and OC with me uh, this week. And I, we're going to talk a little about Vanderpump. So uh, yeah. because he just did an interview with Tom Sandoval and he took a picture with Tom Sandoval in the sidecar of the that white moped thing that we saw. Incredible. Yeah. It looked Incredible. like it was in a storage unit. It looked like he made Tom Sandoval get it out of a storage unit, but yet, <laughs> so I'm going to ask. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. All right, you guys, we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for leaving us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Apple Pods, yeah. and um, we'll uh, talk to you soon, Mary Payne. Have a good day. Okay, bye. Bye. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.